Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. We are here, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is Wednesday. It's the second day of November 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. What a player. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Huh? Good, man. Wonderful. Uh, I imagine on the agenda, Big J has a review of a movie called The Stranger, which is available to watch on Netflix if you'd like to follow suit. We'll find out a little bit later on today if that's any good, at least in Big J's opinion. We also have an opportunity for you to go to Machine Head. That's a concert that's coming up on the 10th of this month. It's right around the corner, kids, next Thursday for keeping track. Nice. And also to give Big J a heads up for future announcements. I'll forget about it. Like 10th that. is a Thursday. And that's happening at the Rev Center, which is going to be pretty damn awesome. Another $1,000 needs to be given away today. That means you need code words courtesy of Inflation Retaliation. You'll get one just to scotch after 9 o'clock. That'll be the first code word of the day, and hopefully you'll be ready for that to text it in on us and get in on the drawing. Because Big J and I have to make a phone call a little after 9 o'clock to somebody that won $1,000 from us today. Oh, yeah. So we will do exactly that as uh, as well, which is very nice, like we did with Karen, which was uh, yesterday's winner. Congratulations. But today's winner yet to be notified, Big J. But they will be. Cool. They will be. On top of that, we also have to go to hell. We've got some cool things planned over the course of the show, and that, I believe, is the entire agenda. Nice. I think I've run down the map. Hey, I finished up uh, She-Hulk last night. What did you think, Big J? Oh, man, it's so funny. I absolutely loved it. Great. Yes, I I am with you. As I have stated on Twitter, I really do believe in my heart of hearts it's the best thing Marvel's done since Endgame. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was different. It was uh, hilarious. It was... Uh, great. Uh, I, I want to marry Tatiana Maslany. I think she's fantastic. She's fantastic. And great. I've been a fan of hers for a while, and to see her kind of come out and do this Charlie whole thing. Charlie Cox is great. Oh, that, yeah. That was awesome. You, you need to Daredevil watch it. Back. It's great. If you haven't watched it, yes, enjoy it. And if you don't like it, I know there's plenty of people out there that hate it and don't like the way they're going, but I, I don't I don't know how that can be. Yeah, those people are weird. Uh, but you know what? I, 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 I guess for the most part, I have been fairly pleased with the Marvel television shows that are on Disney Plus, but She-Hulk by far my favorite one. It's just fun to watch, and it's they do a really good job with the characters, and they have fun with it, and that's what I enjoy. So I'm glad you finally finished it. So what's are you going to finally start Andor? Is that what's next yeah. on the Big J yep. filming list? I think you really like that as well, knowing your history with Rogue One. Uh, I also believe that Andor is the best thing that Star Wars has done uh, for years and years and years. It's really, really good. And they're doing a really good job with it. So uh, that, I, God, I want to say there's like two episodes left. So I imagine you'll probably wait and just binge it all, huh? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. 
Although even if you start now, you'd be hard pressed because yeah, there's a, so many episodes. You, you, I mean, you, that's you, unusual as well. Right, right. It's a longer series as well, which I think uh, is nice. But also, like, it's again, it's one of those. While it does kind of cover somebody that you know, what I have enjoyed about it is how it's expanded the universe. You know, yeah. Like it's not already a player that we know what the end story of that they're just trying to expand upon. It's kind of like the way the, the Mandalorian is entertaining to me. While they they have some homage to things that are happening and have pa- happened in the movies, it really is truly an exploration of people that we don't know how things are going to go or how things are going to end, which is very nice. Whereas with Obi-Wan, we already know that whole story, man. I mean, yep. yeah, sure, it's nice to fill in some details, but there ain't nothing about Obi-Wan that we don't know how that story goes. And so that's kind of what makes it fun and entertaining for me, which is why I once again recommend it, even though I have no idea how it's going to end, at least not yet. I know this much, Big J. We're going to have important stuff coming up. You're going to want to hang on for that, but we also play music on this show. Let's kick things off with some corn here this morning on the X-Rox. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, it's hard to believe, but one of the largest traditions and longest going traditions in the Treasure Valley is happening yet again this weekend. It is called the Ski Swap, Big J. And it returns to Expo Idaho this weekend, 71st annual one, Big J. It's a lot of years. It is. And uh, this weekend, there will be more than 20,000 items up for grabs at the uh, Ski Swap. Of course, it benefits the Bogus Basin Ski Education Foundation. And it's got three days of new and used ski and snowboard equipment and clothing. And it's a whole different kind of thing. The beauty of it is people can drop things off on Thursday for the ski swap and then uh check-in periods are friday november 4th from 10 to 9 saturday from uh from uh, 10 a.m to noon and then also uh you can actually come on by on sunday and purchase things it's going to be open 1 to 10 on friday 10 to 7 on saturday and 10 to 3 on sunday and it's an opportunity for you to get some new equipment some old equipment some gently used equipment and upgrade your whole kit if you want to and have yourself a good and fantastic snow and ski boarding ski boarding ski and snowboarding season that's going to be happening here I like soon it. it's a new sport yeah, check it out for yourself big j as a matter of fact you're gonna be out there on saturday from 10 a.m to noon yeah i will broadcasting live from expo idaho so if you want to drop off your stuff to take part in the ski swap that can happen tomorrow and then you can actually go and check out the other things that are for sale on friday saturday and sunday but 71 years of checking out the Bogus Basin Ski Swap and helping out the Bogus Basin Ski Education Foundation. They take a 25% commission for an item if it sells, and then you'll get a check for the remaining 75%. So that money mostly goes to you if there's something you want to get rid of and you don't have like the energy or the ability to post or do that. So again, if you're looking to clear out some space or get rid of some stuff, great way to do this and hopefully get yourself some money as well. You see? The busiest trade deadline in 30 years, Big J. That's what the NFL has to show for itself. The biggest ones are probably TJ Hawkinson going from the Detroit Lions to a divisional rival, which is weird. Uh, they went, He got traded to the Minnesota Vikings after the Vikings had to put Irv Smith yeah, on IR. Yeah, go ahead. Help yourself to your uh, nice yeah. record at 7-1. We'll see you two times a year. It's a weird thing. It almost never happens, which is why it's a big deal when it does. They had to give up a fourth-round pick and a conditional uh, draft selection in order to – actually, excuse me, the uh, the Lions get a second- and third-round pick for TJ Hawkinson, who's a very good tight end, by the way. Uh, the Chicago Bears also made a move trading for Chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second-round pick. 
Uh, there you go. And uh, there are also some pretty interesting moves. In fact, the Calvin Ridley trade is probably the most amazing one to me. Uh, not only yeah, because who would take that. Well, it, the funny thing is, so he's he got traded to the Jaguars for conditional picks again, but he's suspended for this year for gambling. But the funny thing is, <laughs> you know what he was gambling on, right? Uh, NFL an NFL game, right? Yes, he was. He, he was not playing. He was injured, but he bet. I think it was like one hundred and fifty dollars that his team, the Atlanta Falcons, would beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the team that he's getting traded to. How ironic! So uh, I'm not sure if they did it on purpose or what, but he is out for the year. He'll be back next year for the Jags. But a bunch of other things happened as well. Uh, Nakeem Hines ended up getting traded to the Buffalo Bills from the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, there's all sorts of other names that are moving around. The Miami Dolphins picked up Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. It was a very busy trade. Hey, don't forget Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff, sent over to Miami. I won't forget that. Uh, what did they get for them? Oh, boy. I don't know. A oh. couple picks. Did they get two picks in the I, deal? I think so, yeah. And uh, they got rid of Chase Edmonds, too. He got uh, he he went over to Denver in that Bradley Chubb trade. So, basically, they swapped out. So, uh, Rossi Mostert owners in fantasy were like, yay, finally he's the number one back. And then Jeff Wilson came. And they're like, oh, no. Well, and both of those guys were right. together last year or the previous year uh, in San Francisco. Uh, just like their head coach. Yeah, McDaniels. So, that makes sense. He knows what they're getting in return. The Philadelphia Phillies uh, just completely routed the Houston Astros in Game 3. 7 to nothing, hit five home runs in that game. That is a World Series game record. Philly leads the series 2 to 1. Game 4 is tonight, also in Philly. And are you interested at all in this A Christmas Story Christmas, this follow-up to A Christmas Story years and years later? Or that, That's the movie you've never seen, right? No, I've seen watch? Christmas Story. Is yeah, that, I just don't watch it every year you like don't most like people. It. You don't like it? Is that what it is? I, I'm an, uh, ambivalent. Oh. I mean, I don't cared for it or I don't dislike it. I mean, either one. It just wasn't something that you know, hit me like it does a lot of people. And I'm guessing that means you could care less about revisiting the story then, right? Well, I don't know. I get Christmassy and watch Christmas movies. But, I mean, if it's a movie that you don't really care about, do you really want to see those characters again? Sure, why not? You do. Okay. Uh, well, that just confuses me, I guess. I mean, if you truly You're are ambivalent, then, then you wouldn't really care that there is a sequel to it. But, nearly 40 years after the original comes out, apparently uh, they are back. Ralphie is back. Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie when he was a kid. This time as a father who returns to Cleveland Street with his new family. The movie will be available on HBO Max. It'll start streaming on November 17th, and a complete trailer is out if you want to see what it's going to be like to revisit at least some of the characters involved in A Christmas Story, which was a very big movie when we were kids. And I say we, people in our 40s. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff first time around. Sold out show last night at the Rev Center. That is I Prevail here on 100.3 The X Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. And as much as the second we're done with Halloween, everybody wants to turn their attention to Christmas. There's still a holiday getting in the way, Big J. You understand what that is, right? Uh, Thanksgiving? Correct. Good job. And in your uh, adult life, how many turkeys do you think you have prepared for Thanksgiving? Me personally? Yes, that is correct. You personally. Have you either taken control of or been in charge of actually preparing a turkey? 
Yeah, probably like six or seven times. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I've done one or two in my entire life uh, because mostly uh, not a lot of turkey eaters that I was around. Uh, turkey in my world being Italian, ham, and that's my favorite thing to have. And so hey, I would always I, w- I would rather prefer ham to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I would always do the ham when I was making Dude, it for the family. Cooking a turkey is so difficult. Because yeah. it's such a big bird, and it's so easy to get it overcooked and dry and gross. That's why you got a gob of, you know, uh, gravy sitting around and stuff like that. So, I just don't prefer it. I, I, I feel like I get stuck in this uh, Thanksgiving trope where you have to have turkey, and uh, the wife seems to like turkey a lot, and I'm just like, ah. So you don't even like the meat that much when no, it's all said and man. done? I don't. I don't like even the darker meat, which is what I would prefer uh, in a chicken or you know whatever. I mean, it's just, eh. I'd rather skip it. Now, hang on. Does that mean you don't like chicken either? Or no, I don't mind chicken. Okay. But uh, chicken is a smaller bird. Uh, you got a, a better chance of, of having some moist, you know, breast pieces and things like that if you cook it right. But a turkey's so big, it's just it's difficult. And that's part of the reason why I I haven't had a lot of experience with turkeys. Is like even when I was doing the cooking, it was never for a gigantic yeah. group of people. And unless you have like ten plus, you're gonna have turkey for weeks, bro. And so that's not something that I really am interested in. You know, I, I will say, though, on the other hand, a good, nice, you know, leftover turkey sandwich is, is nice. I agree. I, there's nothing <laughs> wrong a, with it. It's a lot of damn work to get to that point, <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm that dedicated. Now, Welcome to Turkey Talk here on the X. The reason we're doing this is because, as of yesterday, the the, the thing that, that I have a theory about that I want to talk about uh, was open to the public, and that is, I'm sure, something that you've either heard about or talked about over the past 20 years. It feels like it's something that, especially like you know, radio shows talk about all the time. The Butterball Hotline. You're familiar with it? Right? Oh yeah, ding, 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 ding. Butterball. Hello. Yes, one eight hundred Butterball. Uh, it's exactly using for asking questions about turkeys. Now, my conspiracy theory about the Butterball Hotline is nobody actually uses it. Like, there's, like, one person there that's there to answer just in case the phone rings. Well, let's call right now. But the reality of it is... No, that's, that's like, a really goofy radio show. Oh. Uh, but the reality of it is nobody really calls the line for any, like, turkey emergencies or actual questions, especially since the advent of the Internet. Maybe it was a thing, like, in the early 90s. And people could do that kind of stuff when there wasn't a lot of help readily available. But now there's so many YouTube videos or anything like that. If you have any questions about Turkey or anything that you can actually go to. And oh, also, by the way, see examples of people preparing it, which I believe actually helps people out more than like auditory directions on to do something over the phone as you're preparing it and having somebody talk you through it. But it's a thing. It's available. It's out there. My question to you is going to be in your history of preparing a turkey had you ever even kicked around the idea of calling the butterball no, hotline no come yeah. on man I, and that's because yeah they're I'm, I'm a food network guy so uh they they dedicate like three weeks of programming to thanksgiving <laughs> yeah this so. this is their super bowl the uh because yeah. everybody sits down to eat so you have to have some sort of stuff happening on food network but in case you want it in case you need it in case you're curious well, good luck finding a turkey is, are they uh, are un- oh, difficult to find? Yes, and you will start to see restaurants here starting to state, hey, we're, we don't have any turkey. I saw one yesterday. So uh, it's it's hard to come by right now. There was uh, The bird flu was really bad this year, and so, yeah, turkeys are going to be even more expensive than normal, and that price has already increased, and I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> 
It's perfect. Maybe, maybe we you can get a ham. Maybe we can't find a turkey. Now, we are having Thanksgiving at my in-laws, so I'm not sure I would have to worry about it anyways, but... Well, listen, you and I both know your wife. If she wants a turkey, she will find a damn turkey. No, I wanted to She see. will scour the it's earth like, oh, for Oh, no, it. the turkey's bad. Sorry, we can't use it. <laughs> but, yes, in case you have questions and want to use the hotline, it is available. But I do believe in my heart of hearts, nobody actually calls this thing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, Big J's got a movie review for us for a movie called The Stranger on Netflix. It's next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you in a little segment we called Streaming Dumbass. It continues today with the exciting conclusion because Big J watched a movie called The Stranger on Netflix. I think it's fairly new. How was it, Big J? Yeah, it is uh, It is new, uh, and uh, you got uh, a couple great actors here, Joel Edgerton and then Sean Harris. And I don't know if you're familiar with Sean Harris. He's played a bad guy a couple times, in particular in uh, Mission Impossible movies. He's fantastic, and so is Joel. Uh, both having uh, some uh, massive beards in this uh, in this movie, based in Australia. It's an Australian movie, Nick, and it's loosely based off of a real story, uh, which makes it even more interesting. And it's intense. It's an intense movie, and it's about um, the uh, uh, a group of. Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out if if I want to. How I want to say this because you know I feel like the movie missed a, a just a chance here to string the audience along even longer than they did on a twist in the movie. Okay. So um, and it's uh, you know integral obviously to the story because uh, that's pretty much what it's about. But uh, Sean Harris, I'll just say this is the bad guy. He uh, committed uh, a murder and um, and then some people are trying to figure out you know. Uh, who did it, or to make sure that he did it, and so that's what you have in this uh, chance meetup with uh, with uh, Joel Eggerton's character Mark uh, on a plane, and uh, you go through this, and it's just it's a pretty raw movie, and you know it's it's slow in, in, to a certain point, but that's because the details matter, and um, you know it's, it's beautiful cinematography and shot nicely. I mean, it's a pretty damn good movie. Okay, uh, but what what is Joel? He's just a dude on a plane. Or he, I believe the description is he's a cop. Okay, goes well, I mean, cover. it depends on the description you read. I mean, uh, the one on Netflix, it does have him as a cop yet. Yeah. So so really what it is is uh, it's a massive undertaking from the, from the authorities to get this guy to admit to a murder that he committed. It's literally they're chasing him down for a single murder? Yes. Wow. And so um, basically it's 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 you know, kind of delves into the facets of, of undercover work. And, um, you know, they it's not a chance meetup when they're on the plane. They, they know and they, and they want to make this guy very comfortable. And so they pretend that they're an organization of criminals in order to get him to, you know, talk about what he's done so that they can, you know, throw this guy in, in prison. And so uh, it's, a, it's a delicate kind of walk that has to be done. And so that, that alone kind of makes it like, a slower paced movie because it's a lot of dialogue and a lot of um, you know just details real Donnie Brasco situation if you yeah will. not quite as interesting as that maybe but uh, again great performances by by Sean Harris and Joel Egerton so if you're into you know great acting and, and, and seeing guys and people do a phenomenal job at their doing that sort of thing then this is a great movie for you sounds like it's Big J approved yeah right? man it's uh, it's an interesting story and again it's kind of based on a true story which is it makes it even more interesting now is this a true streaming dumbass win do you think eventually this is something you would have stumbled upon yourself or is this one nah. that uh, 
So they made you watch a pretty good movie, yeah, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, listen, you guys are doing a pretty good job. You idiots. With, uh, with selecting decent movies for Big J. So it sounds like uh, Big J recommends this to you, the collective Vexrock audience. Do you, Big J? Yeah, The Stranger. Check it out. Wonderful. It is officially Big J approved. It's another streaming dumbass victory for Big J, courtesy of you guys. Thank you very much for all your votes. Nick and Big J. Well, don't be scared, Big J. It's just the largest planet killer size android discovered in the last eight years. Now we can take care of those things now. And it's going to cross Earth's orbit, but planet Earth will not be anywhere near it. So that's the good news. Researchers found this asteroid, which they named a 2022 AP7, while looking for some space rocks within the orbits of Earth and Venus. According to the Guardian, the asteroid's diameter is about 2.3 kilometers. It makes it the largest potentially hazardous asteroid discovered since 2014. It's also probable that this particular asteroid is in the top 5% of largest asteroids ever found, ever. So there's that as well. But it's not one of those things where it's like, we're we're not going to bother with it. But, you know, when you're finding gigantic chunks of rock floating through space, it's probably good to identify those. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Because you never know one of those making a right turn and then forget about it. And then you've got to unleash the uh, asteroid diversion protocol. Right turn, Clyde. And that's never uh, something that you want to do. We don't want an ELE, right, Big J? Yeah. You remember that particular category, don't you? Uh, I think... Uh, From Deep Impact? Yeah. No, I don't remember You don't remember Ellie? Oh, Ellie, yes. Extinction level event. And everybody thought the president was having an affair because he kept talking about Ellie. <laughs> and he was really talking about gigantic. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Coming to town. Ah, Deep Impact. Hey, the World Series Game 3 happened yesterday, and it wasn't much of a game unless you're a Phillies fan. Then it was an awesome one. 7 to nothing. your final score. It was a route from the word go. Five home runs were hit in the game, all off the starting pitcher for the Astros. First time that's happened in World Series history. Philly leads the series two games to one. Game 4 will be played tonight, also in Philadelphia. We'll see what happens. The Brooklyn Nets are looking for a new coach because they fired Steve Nash yesterday. Before Tuesday's game against the Bulls, uh, Sean Marks said he and both Nash thought it was time and acknowledged they knew this decision was probably going to be made sooner rather than later. And so they decided to part ways, and the Nets are struggling as they get off to a season. Now there's talk they might be pulling in the Boston Celtics head coach who they suspended for the year for having a affair with somebody that worked in the Boston Celtics organization. And now they're just going to give him to the Nets and let him sign a deal to coach the Nets. Of course, he took the Celtics to the finals last year, but is being punished currently. He must have slept with somebody's wife. Uh, right? I don't. I don't know. I, well, I, I really think it was. It's one of those deals where he, of course, is in a position of very great power, and I don't think she is. And so there's some problematic right. views in that. Plus, I mean, they they both were also in other relationships, so it's just not a good look when your you know head of the franchise is uh, is in a relationship with somebody that's like you know pushing papers. Yeah, no doubt. But usually, winning. It erases most of that kind of stuff. Well, that that used to be the case. Now, if you do terrible things, it should probably come to light no matter you're winning or not. It's not the 70s anymore. So uh, if you're a jerk and you're doing bad things, it comes to light, unfortunately. The Detroit Lions ended up trading tight end TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings. That was one of the many trades that went down yesterday. 
at the trade deadline. The Bears also acquired Chase Claypool from the Steelers for a second-round pick. That made a lot of headlines because uh, rumors has it that the Packers also offered up a second-round pick for the uh, Steelers, and the Bears went out from underneath them. But the Steelers really just thought the Bears are going to be worse this year, and it'd be a higher draft pick is really what that boils down to, and probably a good decision. And I, as a Packers fan, did not expect the Packers to make a move yesterday. Uh, I know this team far too well to know that they won't do that. And also, I really honestly, from the bottom of my heart, am not that upset about it because I don't think Chase Claypool is the solution to the problems for the Packers offense. It's not going to solve the offensive line being a turnstile. It's not going to solve the defense missing tackles, which is the bigger problem in my opinion. They're run on like nobody's business. Yes, that is is an issue to me more than that. And again, I don't even think Chase Claypool is that good. So uh, I'm really not that tore up about us not getting... Uh, Chase Claypool. Now, if Jerry Judy was available, that would be another story altogether, I think. Or, you know, maybe if we could have gotten Elijah Moore from the Jets, that would be something. But I never expected the Packers to make a move yesterday. I just know this team far too well. It's it's just not something that they do. Uh, it doesn't matter, especially not when they're may not when they're three and five, and you know, basically five games out of the division lead. Yeah, it's not. It's not. They're not going to be buyers. That's for sure. Uh, Big J, I've got good news for you. If you are a fan of Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Lupita Nyong'o, the Oscar winner, she, of course, featured uh, heavily in the first movie, as she will be in the second movie. And now she is going to take up the mantle in A Quiet Place as they prepare for the third movie in that installment, A Quiet Place Day One will be written and directed by Michael Saransky, who did Pig. Did you ever end up watching that movie? I haven't, no. It's really good. Uh, one of Nicolas Cage's weirder and uh, really good movies. A lot of uh, Oscar buzz around that, actually. And so that's what's going to happen with A Quiet Place, and that's what's next for Lupita, who is very good at what she does. And I'm sure that movie will be very good as well. Both Quiet Place movies were actually awesome. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. Sometimes people just don't want to go shopping, man. I mean, jeez. We're headed to Texas for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, jeez, Nick. There is a woman that's in jail now because, basically, she didn't want to go to Walmart, Big J. That's what it boils down to. That's a weird trip. Police responded to a call involving a couple having an argument in a Walmart parking lot. And apparently, the woman had a gun. She said she eventually uh, got into a gold van and then drove away. Well, cops were able to locate that gold van because a gold van's pretty easy to find, Big J. Yeah, not a lot of them out there. And they pulled him over. The van was driven by 20-year-old Edgar Salazar, who told police that he wanted to go to Walmart, but his girlfriend, Heaven, refused to go. Didn't want to go in that Walmart, bro. Next thing you know, they're arguing in the middle of the parking lot, and then she pulled out a BB gun and threatened to shoot him with it if he went inside the store. Don't you go into that Walmart. Don't you do it. Salazar said he just ended up taking the gun away from his girlfriend, and then they just walked back into the van. He's like, pull a gun on me. We just don't go to Walmart. Heaven, take it easy. Police say there was also another man and three children inside the gold van, along with a bunch of bags of drugs, Big J, that uh, Salazar said belonged to him. So Heaven was arrested in charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, because even though it's a BB gun, it's still considered that. Child endangerment and, of course, possession of methamphetamine-type substances. Salazar was also arrested on the drug charges, so it was quite the coup for the police that day, all because somebody didn't want to go to Walmart, Big J. You ever been that adamant about not wanting to go shopping? Yeah. (laughs) Are you willing to pull a gun on your significant other? No. 
not quite that far. <laughs> but I can understand a hard no. Like, I don't want to go to these places. But, like, you got the van. You must have known where you were going, right? In some respects. Uh, yeah. You have an idea of what's happening. But, I mean, like, I'm trying to figure out what would make you so mad about not wanting to go into the store that you're like, I have to stop this from happening. I'm going to have to draw my BB gun. Side note, who carries around a BB gun all the time? Yeah, that's not, uh, that seems dangerous. It seems like a really weird decision. And then, you know, to pull it out on somebody that obviously knows it's a BB gun as well. There's a lot, of bad, there's a lot of bad decisions made in this particular set of circumstances. Also, kids are involved. That's never good. They saw, you know, two people they know get arrested. That's traumatic. Something they'll be saying on a couch in like 15 years, guaranteed. <laughs> and so it's something that's not good all the way around. So please think twice. Or just decide, you know, listen, hon, why don't you go to the store? I'll hold on the fort here. Yeah, I don't need to go. You go I'm get good. your own stuff. I'm good. Or if we're out and about, hey, listen, just drop me off at home and then go back to Walmart. I don't want to go to Walmart. But, like, I don't think if I've, if I've ever been that adamant of, like, I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to. I mean, you can't just stay in the parking lot? I guess you could. Maybe she wanted to get home for something, like, at that particular moment. Maybe her she's missing her programs. I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's just mentally unstable. Sounds like that Listen, might be the case. That's almost always the case with We're Going to Hell stories. That True. goes without saying. If there, it, it, I would say almost 98% of our stories feature people that probably aren't all the way there in some way, shape, or form. If you are, you probably don't find your way on. We're going to hell. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your story coming up in a few minutes. You are angry at your coworkers. We'll tell you why next on the X Rocks. That's the Foo Fighters. That's the Pretender here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And the workforces here in America are kind of in flux, Big J. It doesn't matter really what profession you decide to do. Since the pandemic has uh, kind of impacted things, going back to work and work in general has been weird. You know, for a lot of people during the pandemic, it, it meant working remotely from home, which was a whole new experience. And then they realized, hang on a second, I could do it. And some people really enjoyed it. Other people couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get back to the office. And then after things opened back up after the pandemic, basically some places made it actually, you know, kind of part of your job description to come back into the office and do your work here. Other people were like, you know what? This work from home thing actually saves us some money in a lot of ways. Why don't you continue doing that? And then even more are hybrids, Big J. And depending on the sizes of your company, you could have people doing all three of those things. Yeah. People that come exclusively into the office, people that work exclusively from home, or people that have some sort of hybrid where they work from home or they come in sometimes. And it probably shouldn't surprise you that in those places, this has led to a lot of resentment among coworkers. Basically, it's about equity and feeling respected and not having the same benefits or opportunities as others. And so those that are required to come into the office while working alongside people that are hybrid workers or work majority of the time from home hate their coworkers because of this. They basically have work jealousy. They're like, listen, man, I want to work from home, or I want to at least have the option to work from home. Right, right. But I have to come in here for this job every single day. Meanwhile, they're doing God knows what from home, and that's <laughs> not cool. 
I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. And so that has led to a lot of people, this whole quiet quitting thing that we're hearing a lot of, where people don't work as hard as they once did because they feel like they're underappreciated or they don't have the benefits that other people do. This has led to people quitting jobs they've had forever to just work someplace else. This has led to workplaces having issues with finding employees that want to do the jobs that are available to them. And of course, this affects morale for the people that do remain at the workplace and maybe even attitudes towards the company in general. So there's a lot of things happening and a lot of moving parts with people that are upset about the way that things are going at their workplace. So if you run a business or you work in a business or you have a business, it's probably something that you need to be aware of. Did you ever have any jealousy? You got a chance to work from home a lot more than I did during the whole pandemic thing. Did you enjoy it? Um, I mean, there was some some uh, positives for sure. I mean, I didn't have to get up as early. Uh-huh. Didn't have to commute. Right. Um, but uh, also, you feel disconnected. Like there's stuff going on you don't know about at work. Um, I couldn't do everything I normally would do. Yeah, that's home. part of it. We can't do our whole job from home. So, unfortunately. Um, yeah, there there was it, uh, definitely not my cup of tea. I, I, I feel like I like I like coming into work. I remember so. you saying you couldn't wait to get back once you were back, and that was that was good for you to do it. Yeah, you couldn't be a full on work from home guy all the time. I don't. Nah, think, right? I don't know. No way. Uh, so would would but could you do a hybrid thing where you're home sometimes and you're at work other but days? I, I do do that. Actually, I mean, I usually I leave here pretty early, but I usually go home and I end up doing stuff at home. So there's a hybrid element to what we do for sure. Well, and also we're like always on our email. I mean, that never goes away. We have there are there are things that we do with bands and with, you know, concerts and things that require us to sometimes actually be working at eight o'clock at night when we probably shouldn't be, but they are time-sensitive things that require an answer usually right away. And so while we're not putting in hours and hours sometimes, or, you know, there's other things that we do, like the murder mystery takes me all day, so I find myself working a a lot longer at that and working from home and doing that kind of stuff. Well, we we have a unique job, too, I think, in an aspect where... Um, you're always having to think about work. I mean, content, um, you know, those sort of things, drawing conclusions from what you're seeing and what other people are interested in. Those That keeps you thinking about work on a constant basis. Yes, every as uh, I say all the time, everything is show prep, whether you're watching a television yeah, show or you're a having duke. a conversation. Oh, we talk about our bathroom yeah. stuff all the time. Most of it off the air between each other. Yeah. But there's really not a day we don't talk about our number twos. And so there's always something that we have to talk about in this particular place. (laughs) And that's part of what makes this job fairly interesting as well. So, listen, if you have some animosity towards your your coworkers because they have some opportunities from work from home or you're stuck working from home and you want to work from the office and they're doing that and you're not, it's understandable. You're not alone. And if you're a company, you may want to figure this stuff out because even if they're not talking about it, people are pissed that other people are doing things that they're not allowed to do or vice versa. So it's not a great situation and there are a lot of companies that are dealing with this fallout and quite frankly, it's probably unsurprising. Human nature, man. Yeah, it's exactly how it is. We we kind of want what the other people have. The grass is always greener, but then it isn't when we get it. It's always that kind of situation, but it's still a real thing that's, that people are dealing with. So you no, know, you're not alone if you're upset that your coworker's leaving at noon and you're stuck there until four and you're like, what the hell, man? I do the same job he does. What's going on? Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown. After with Nick and Big J.
Daily reminder for all of you, something I tell Big J on the regular. Hey, 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 don't pick your nose, man. Because there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to do it. It's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> but it may also be dangerous, Big J. What? There's a new study in scientific reports that says that nose picking could lead to dementia, believe it or not. The research was performed on mice who are infamous for picking your nose. I don't have to tell I, you that. <laughs> how, do, how does a mouse pick its nose? With its little mouse paw. You know this. No, I don't know that. And it suggests that nose picking allows bacteria to reach the brain easier because it goes through your olfactory canal. So basically, what your dirty ass hands going into your nose gets those germs up into your brain. And before you know it, it's not good for you. And uh, that could lead to dementia further down the road. So just another reason to keep your fingers out of your nose, Big J. Like you need another one. Now let's change it from uh, digging for gold to digging for memories. (laughs) Yeah. And then you'll have to explain what you mean. But I do like that particular connection. So uh, just another reason for you to, I don't know, listen, there's Kleenex everywhere, man. Just blow your nose. Keep your fingers out of there. Like I have to tell my kids all the time, what are you doing? Knock it off. I got Kleenex right there. Go into the Kleenex box, please, and thank you. But then again, I'm a germaphobic, Jay, so picking your nose is not exactly a great move for everybody around here. (laughs) Steve Nash is looking for a gig. He is no longer the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. He was fired yesterday. The Nets are working on finding a replacement. Looks like it might be the Celtics head coach that got suspended this year. We'll see if that all comes together today. Phillies beat the Astros 7-0 in the World Series Game 3 last night. Game 4 is tonight. Philly set some records yesterday by hitting the most home runs in a World Series game, by the way. As well, five yesterday in the 7-0 route. Basketball-wise, the Bulls win yesterday. The Heat beat the Warriors. The Thunder over the Magic. And the Suns have won their fifth straight with a victory over the Timberwolves. And, Big J, you had an E.T. reunion on the Drew Barrymore show yesterday. Oh, I missed it, darn. Uh, Henry Thomas D. Wallace, former guest the morning after, by the way. And Robert McNaughton were all on Monday's show, and they got together for the first time since the movie was filmed a ridiculously long time ago. And uh, that's when they started sharing stories, and Drew Barrymore did admit, because she was you know, a little kid when yeah. this movie was made, that she thought that E.T. was actually real. She was dealing Aww. with E.T. because she thought it was a real person. And she loved him and thought it was a fantastic character, and that's what helped with her performance and helped her become so believable in E.T. So now you know uh, we are psychologically damaging children actors when we put them on the set of things they don't understand. I mean, it can't their wrap their heads around. Uh, it does remind me, I can't imagine you watched it, but uh, the rehearsal on HBO Max with Nathan Fielder uh, kind of explores this topic as well about how, you know, in order to get a good and believable performance out of a child actor, you have to mess with their head a little bit, and that's probably not the best thing in the world to do. God, awful, man. Uh, it is. It's awful. It's terrible. But when you think about it it, 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 it probably did impact her performance, thinking that this alien was a real alien then just wanted to help and go home, right? Yeah. But uh, you want to get a believable performance, you have to lie to kids sometimes, and that's, that's a rough transition to make, especially when you're paying them to be a part of the program but uh it all turned out okay big j drew barrymore is doing just fine although you could argue her rough childhood could go back to et agree or disagree agreed yeah all right so uh maybe we should think twice about putting kids and stuff morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff on the morning after with nick and big j oh man an evening with machine head is happening at the rev center next thursday and we've got your tickets it's gonna be an amazing show we're fans of those guys and um 
You just gotta beat me Pop Culture Smackdown. It's pretty easy these days. You wanna see Machine Head? Now would be the time to get on the horn. 208-287-1003. But you're gonna have to earn it today by knowing a little bit about David Schwimmer. Perhaps the least liked cast member on Friends. Today is his birthday. Oh, no, man. And so we're gonna deep dive into the work of David Schwimmer. Not just Friends, Big J. I'm gonna run the gamut here, pal. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I'm and, like, uh, well, no, I'll tell you what. Your first question, just because you said that, I'll make sure it's Friends related. The most uh, friendly of all pop culture references. All right. That'll help. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it will. You've seen a couple of episodes. Hello, the X. Yep. Hey, this is Rob. I'm ready to play. Wonderful, Rob. That is wonderful to hear. So here is your question. Uh, before he was on Friends, what cop show was David Schwimmer having a recurring role on? I'm going to give you multiple choices, okay? Okay. Was he featured on Law and Order, NYPD Blue, or Homicide Life on the Street? He was in several episodes of this particular television show. Which one? Homicide Life on the Street. Oh, it's Rob. a good guess, Rob, but unfortunately Sorry, man. Incorrect. What a, Hello, what a the rough, X. Rough place yeah. to be. Before he was on Friends, what cop show did David Schwimmer have a recurring role on? Law and Order, NYPD Blue, or Homicide Life on the Street? Uh, Life on the Street. Oh, no. Wrong. Taken out by the delay. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Hello, the X. Hello. Hi. Before he was on Friends, what cop show did David Schwimmer have a recurring role on? Was it Law & Order, NYPD Blue, or Homicide Life on the Street? I'm sorry, repeat that. Sure. Before he was on Friends, what cop show did David Schwimmer have a recurring role on? Law & Order, NYPD Blue, or Homicide Life on the Street? Um... NYPD Blue. Yes! Right. He was on NYPD Blue. Good job. Could never pick, I could never picture that. Uh, Big J, David Schwimmer's Friends character, Ross, had what science geek job on the show? Oh, man. Um, poked fun at him for it, I'm guessing. Probably had lots of great shows revolving around this particular job and the character. He was... Uh, he worked. Uh, he was a urologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like my Dr. Mario character did a gritty every time Dr. he was Mario. done with a, with a uh, successful vasectomy. No, uh, he was not a ur- urologist. Uh, that means you are victorious. Do you happen to know the answer what Ross did for a living on Friends? Not a clue. Was he a botanist, an anthropologist, or a paleontologist? Oh, I'm going to say... Paleontologist. Now you right. got it. Yeah. See, he was a paleontologist. Why couldn't you give me those options because to begin with? That makes it too they easy. They got for options. You. Yeah, because they're our friends. Congratulations! You're gonna go check out Machine Head. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go for that show next Thursday at the Rev Center. You can grab your tickets to the show at xrock.com or Ticketmaster.com if you want to go. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We got your headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> With Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Just so you know, knock it off and Chrissy wake up. Uh, Just so you know. If you're going to go to Qatar for the World Cup, which I think you're kicking around, right, buddy? No. No, I... Make sure you are up to date on the nation's laws regarding alcohol. Now, like it or not, uh, the World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. It makes our Super Bowl look like a joke. And it's happening at Qatar this year, and bringing alcohol into the country is illegal, period. But one thing that everybody knows is soccer and drinking go hand in hand. In fact, I don't think you're allowed to go into a soccer match unless you're hammered. 
And now you have that factored into the place that you can't drink in public there either. And before you know it, they feel like there's going to be a lot of people getting six-month prison sentences in Qatar for drinking at the World Cup because that's what the sentence is if you do it. Now, during the World Cup, fans 21 and over will be able to buy alcohol from licensed places, but there's not going to be a whole hell of a lot of them in the area. But you're not going to be able to buy anything at the stadium, which is also fairly new for soccer fans around the world. And consuming any kind of alcohol inside the stadium during a match will not be allowed unless you're in one of the fancy hospitality boxes. So they think this is going to be a real interesting World Cup, I guess, is what they're preparing people for. So a reminder, you're going to have to pregame where you're going to pregame. And if you drink in the stadium, you could end up six months in jail in Qatar, which is probably not the place you want to serve a six-month prison sentence. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, damn, dude. Or take Big J's advice and just stop watching soccer. Yeah, don't go. Don't go to the World Cup. Watch it on your TV where you can get hammered and throw stuff all you want. (laughs) Right in your living room. Knock it off or Chrissy, wake up. Chrissy, wake up. You know Stranger Things, don't you, Big J? Yeah. And if you want a closer connection to the show, you can live in the Upside Down on your own for just $1.5 million. The uh, Creel House, are you familiar with it from season four of the show? Yeah. Uh, That's the one where it was the 140-year-old Victorian-style house that basically was the birthplace of Vecna in the Mm -hmm, show. mm -hmm. And uh, now it's for sale in Rome, Georgia. It was recently restored to its original looks, and so it very much looks like the house looks on the Netflix series without all the gross black stuff hanging from it. Yeah. Everything else is pretty much uh, original inside the house, and it could be yours for $1.5 million if you're a very big Stranger Things fan. you got to have that money, and you want to live in Rome, Georgia, or just make it an investment property and Airbnb it out for all the crazy Stranger Things fans that want to be a part of the show. Yeah. That's the way to go. Turn it into a business. So, Big J, when you win the lottery tonight, that's where you can invest some of your money, and you're welcome. First purchase, man. Wrap it up with knock it off. And it's time to get creative because uh, basically an anonymous vet has gone online to tell people uh, to stop naming their dog a particular name. Do you know what the name could possibly be, Big J? Uh, dog? Uh, no, I don't think a lot of people name their dogs dog. They do have a little bit more creativity than Charlie? That. Uh, nope. They want, they want, <laughs> how dare you? They want them to stop naming their dogs Luna. Uh, apparently, oh, uh, hey. there's Lunas everywhere. Yeah, our neighbor's dog's Luna. Yeah. She's awesome. No, they're not saying it's a bad dog name. They're just saying everybody's naming their dog Luna. She, uh, The vet said that on a Sunday alone, she had six Lunas coming in for an appointment, and it's getting crazy. The most popular name even causes some confusion because he's not sure which animal on the staff that they're referring to when they talk about Luna. And so it's one of those deals where it's like, I don't care if you want to name your dog Spot or Scruffy or something else, but anything other than Luna right now would be a very good dog name for your pup. It does not reflect on the personality of the dog at all. It's just everybody's name in their dog, Luna, apparently. I also had a Luna at one point in my life, too. So it's uh, it's one of those deals where it's like, I understand the commonality of it, and it would probably be frustrating, right? I mean, look at how angry you get when there's another big J in Montana. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I imagine these dogs get a little bit protective of their own names from time to time, too. So why? Just, I wonder why that's so popular. I don't know. I don't know either. Luna means moon. I know that much uh, in Spanish, but moon that's dog. about all I know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're officially up to date on everything. You're welcome. That is 
is Pearl Jam. That is Black here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, not too long ago, you got your very first code word this morning for inflation retaliation as we started another day and another giveaway. But we have $1,000 to give away today, so why don't we do that right now? Hello? Hello? Hi, is Daniel in, please? It's him. Daniel, what's up, man? It is Nick and Big J from 100.3 The X. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> He already knows. I like that people have caught on that when we call them around 9 o'clock, it's usually going to be good news. How you feeling on this Wednesday, buddy? Man, I'm feeling great. When I seen that 1003, I said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, fantastic news, Daniel. If you are familiar with our Inflation Retaliation Program, uh, you have been texting in those code words, and it, in fact, did pay off. We're going to give you $1,000 today, if that's okay with you, buddy. Hey, oh, yes, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate Appreciate you listening. Uh, do you are you able to usually text in all five? Can you only get a couple a day? What's the strategy? Do you have one? You know, I I listen at work, so I just do it as much as I possibly can. I've actually kind of fell behind lately, but uh, but yesterday I only sent one text message, in, but that was enough, dude. That man. totally is it. Yeah, it was enough. Sometimes that's all it takes. See, that, <laughs> that's a good lesson for all of us. Thank you, man. Uh, hey, uh, now that you, you got a thousand dollars coming your way, do you know what you're going to do with the money? Do you have any plans? I have absolutely no idea. Probably go hit up a lounge somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen, you're supposed to have my ass in trouble. There you go. You're supposed to have a good time. That's what we want you to have. Well, congratulations. Listen, we appreciate you listening when you can. We appreciate you texting in, and congratulations on your thousand dollars coming your way. All right. Sounds good to me, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Congratulations to Daniel. Today's thousand dollar winner for inflation retaliation. Code words coming your way for the rest of the day. Eleven one three and five keep listening so you can win yourself some cash so far best answer i think and what i'm doing with the money gonna drink it that's what we like to hear morning after with nick and big j we will do some bad impressions next on the x rocks on the morning after with nick and big j bad impressions brought to you by treasure valley subaru more than just subaru they're the idaho center pre-owned superstore and we've got tickets to uh, the Lounge at the End of the Universe, VIP style. You can check out what's coming up if you want at loungeboise.com. Also, uh, pretty much every Friday, we've got uh, folks in from the Lounge talking about what's going on. So uh, that is what you will win here if you can figure out bad impressions. Yeah, the cool part about these tickets is you can use them on whatever you want. There is no expiration date. You can use them on any show you want to go to, and you get VIP upgrade for it. So if you want to do it, 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has got three clues that revolve around somebody pretty famous. Now, if you can figure out who that famous person is from those three clues, then congratulations. You are going to go to this show, and you're going to feel good about it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yesterday, you were a little bit off on your estimation, Big J, but in a good way. How many clues do you think it's going to take today? I didn't give an estimation yesterday. No, you did. You thought it was going to take all three, and somebody got it in one. It was mm. pretty cool. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with two. All right. Big J says you're going to need two to get it done today. Let's see what happens. Hello, the oh. X. Oh, no! No! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Hello, the X. Hello? Gentlemen? Gentle sir? Hello? Hi. All right, all right. All right, here we go. (laughs) I created an online bank called X.com, which eventually became PayPal. Uh, Elon Musk? There you go. 
Hey! I'm trying to ruin my predictions. Good job. Hang on one second, man. We'll Good hook job, you up with Wayne. Those lounge Boise tickets. Clues two and three for fun. The last place person in the morning after fantasy football league. Uh, I dream of one day spent sending people to Mars to begin colonizing it, and I just bought Twitter for forty-four billion dollars. And why is Elon Musk in the news? Yeah, he uh, he has taken over Twitter, and a lot of people not happy about that. But also, he has said uh, that uh, if you want a blue check mark on Twitter, hey, it's yours. You just got to pay eight bucks a month. Uh, he describes the current system for allocating the blue check marks as lords and peasants system. Now, listen, he, he's he's partially not wrong there. He's, but I mean, I don't know if it's lords and peasants as much as it's actual verification. But I can tell you this: the solution isn't charging anybody eight dollars yeah. a month for a blue check. Yeah, I feel like that that could only create more confusion and problems right. uh, for anybody who wants to, because you know what that blue check mark and, and that of course started a standard where you know all the other platforms have that now, and that's to say, hey, this is the legitimate you know business. That's the legitimate uh, the person that who is representing themselves like you know celebrities for example really started to get the blue check mark because people would create copycat accounts and would pose as them and that's obviously fraud and could come with a lot of risk so that made a lot of sense for them to do that and you know they're sure there's a lot of problems with uh with trying to get uh verification i mean you know we work in the media and so you know there's you just we, i've tried many times to get a blue check mark and have getting you denied yeah i've never done it I, only for the station what what did they have you like? Why did they say no? You just to gotta, you? you gotta, you know, you never get a clear answer. But I think part of it also has to have apps to do with your name of your Twitter. So you know, mine is kind of a weird name because I couldn't get the the I couldn't get uh, Big J because that was held by the rapper Big J. Rest in right. peace. Um, so uh, you know, any other version of that is is not going to come out on top. You know, and and my uh, Twitter name is Big J X Man, and uh, they deemed that not very uh, you know user friendly. I guess I don't know. Who knows? So what the that that's part of the problem with the I will not be getting process. a blue check mark via eight dollars. No, that. no, and I, I don't. I mean, I I didn't really chase that cloud anyway. But it was it was also one of those deals where it's like I mean I don't know. Like all that means now is that they have your information. You're paying them to be a part of it. So. Listen, if you want to do it, that's cool. If you don't, that's probably the better move either way. But, you know, Elon has been making this as like a justification for having the platform make money and it's got to pay its bills somehow. And, you know, I- I'm sure <laughs> I would hope he would have thought about that before he paid $44 billion for something that's already struggling to pay its bills. But I don't know if this is a solution and I don't think he's going to get as many people as he thinks he's going to get. Uh, personally, I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out and when it happens, but that apparently appears to be the solution. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. That's the latest of Mayron Jones. Filthy's the name of that song. It's a good one here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping things up for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. It was nice to give away $1,000 to ex-listener Daniel today for inflation retaliation. Keep listening for code words for you to get in a drawing and maybe you just maybe win as much money as Daniel did today. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about uh, BB guns and how they're probably not a good idea. 
to be carrying around. And if you don't want to go into a store, just tell somebody instead of pulling out a BB gun. That seems like a really bad idea and a plan. And we reminded you not to pick your nose. So I feel like we did a pretty good job today on this Wednesday. That does leave you with the floor, Big J. So this is a really cool thing and, and I think would be a great um, setting for a, a movie, probably a horror movie, Nick. But uh, some cameras that were left during a mountaineering expedition in 1937 have resurfaced miles away from where they were left. Explorers uh, uh, Bradford Washburn and Robert Gates had to abandon their gear to hike to safety after a storm interrupted their journey 80 years ago. A crew of seven recently decided to look for the equipment in a 44-mile-long glacier, and they found it. Now, they found it 12 miles away from where it was left, but the footage uh, is uh, was saved. It was frozen, and uh, they are going to review that footage, so it will be really interesting to see what that has on it. Is it a still camera, or is it like a motion They're picture? multiple cameras. Okay, all right. Like, they were on an expedition, and they ended up having to leave them behind. Ooh, this is like the thing, Big J. Yeah. This is what it could be. Found footage, baby. Look out. Yes, you're right. This Paranormal does feel activity like... glacier. <laughs> Colon glacier. Watch <laughs> out. It's coming soon to a theater near you. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Reminder coming up this weekend. It's the beautiful Expo Idaho Ski Swap Expo Idaho thing going on to benefit the Bogus Basin Ski Education Foundation. Goes Friday through Sunday. In fact, Big J going to be out there broadcasting live on Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. So join the X this Saturday from 10 to noon at Expo Idaho for the event. Idaho skiers and snowboarders look to every single year the ski swap at Expo Idaho. It's going down and it's going to be fun. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. See you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's EX Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.